that eerie sense, the eerie feeling that has been going around. This is something that I was talking about in the last episode. And it's starting to become more clear to me exactly what it is. Welcome everybody and everybody out there who is listening. Welcome. This is the Island Podcast and I am your host Alvis Samuel and this is something that I will and am going to keep on everybody's mind until it starts to fruition, if that is the correct word, but show its face so that everybody will realize the same thing that I am seeing and that I am feeling deep inside of me. Now, I've talked about this eerie feeling of something that's about to show itself, show its face to everyone, and I'm hoping that everybody hears this and listens to these words that I'm about to say. And with this, I know that there's a lot of people out there who want to keep the sports aspect the sports type of talk into this show, but there's sometimes, sometimes, like I said, there are some times where things just have to be said, whether there is sports intertwined into it. And in this case, there is no sports intertwined to it outside of the fact that whatever's about to happen in this nation with everybody who lives within this nation, those sports will end up being nothing. And it's sad to say because we are on the dawn, on the cuspicus of the Super Bowl. The NFL and its Super Bowl. Basketball is in full effect. And about two weeks after the Super Bowl, you're going to have, you will have first day, first day of the MLB. They will be reporting to their teams about two weeks not only that but the very following week of the Super Bowl you have NASCAR coming up and let's not all forget about the madness of the next month that is March Madness when it comes to basketball college basketball so we're just about to get full throttled into all of these sports and like I said the championship the championship the greatest sports in the United States of America, that is the championship that tells everybody who is the number one dog in the NFL. Yes, all of this is coming up, yet I can't speak on any of it. Because there is a eerie sense that I've been getting, that I've been feeling, and I know there's a lot of people out there who's been feeling the same thing. And I'm not going to go into this craziness that there are people who are talking about. I'm not going to go into all of this stuff because there are things that I could talk about that have very, and I mean some very good evidence that this stuff is truly happening as in case of the UFO sightings and how that's going to get become more and more. I can tell you about these certain projects that the military and our government has been in for Years, if not decades, if not centuries, our government has been a part of this stuff, like Project Bluebeam. This is something that people are starting to see a glimpse of. What is this 
blue light that we've been seeing in the skies over here and there. But I've noticed this and I fell upon this study about 10 years ago. I was in my 20s when I fell upon this stuff. It's called Project Blue Beam. And the people who have, you know, put this stuff together, some of those people were are dead. They've died. A lot of them have. But and now all of this stuff is coming to effect after their death. You see, there are things that is starting to get to people, that people are starting to see that I can truly tell you it's truly all a distraction to get people off of the real sense of what is truly about to happen. Let's go on this fact. This fact right here. Here is something that we can all agree on, and I mean everybody. Within the government of the United States of America, there are high officials, and I mean high officials, that are leaving their post for one reason or the other of what they're trying to tell everybody, but they are all leaving their positions, their posts, or stepping down to a smaller position and they're all doing it at the exact same time or within the same frame of time. This is all going on. Why? I can tell you this right now. But I'm going to have to tell you this with a story. Y'all all know how much I'm enjoying telling you these stories because it helps paint a picture of what is truly going on. I've told the story, my version of the story at least, of Humpty Dumpty. Those who have got on to the podcast dot, not the podcast, I am so sorry, the islandpodcast.org, and you've read some of these blogs, and you would have read the story of Humpty Dumpty and how Humpty Dumpty is not what you really think. It's a nation sitting upon something it's sitting upon this hill sitting upon the gates and the king left because he betrayed his own nation his own empire and ran off with everything and the military had to come back to try to put the nation back together again yet they weren't able to because the nation was betrayed from within and it crumbled from within and it fell from its high platform in all the world marvel. You see, if you listen to that or if you read that story, you would find there's a parallel from that story to a specific story of a tell that's within the Bible, one would say, of the nation of Babylon, how the Babylon the Great has fallen, all the world marvel how Babylon the Great has fallen. Betrayal is the main story. It's the main thing within these nations. Betrayal has happened. And when one decides that they are going to betray a person, a group, a nation, all hell follows. Not just for that person, not just for that group, not just for that nation, but for everything and everyone, it will consume you. It will consume all to destroy everything in it and around it. Betrayal is the true story. Why am I speaking of betrayal? Because listen to what I am saying right now. And yes, everybody needs to hear this. 
I've already been kicked off of many platforms. There are countries where my podcast, the Island Podcast, is no longer being aired in those countries anymore. They have stripped this podcast out of those countries. Why? I'm not going to go on to that right now, but I do believe it's going to happen more and more and more because one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to dive deep and I'm not going to really speak on what everyone else is trying to speak on. I'm going to find the truth. And here is the truth on why there are a lot of governmental officials all of a sudden, resigning, stepping down, leaving, wanting to retire, don't even, all within the same frame. This is why. Because of betrayal, either they or they know of someone or something or a group of people who have betrayed their own country. See, here's the thing, and I've hinted on this, but yet there are a lot of people who aren't gathering this up, who aren't catching on. So now I have to come out and fully say it. Yes, I will go on this story, but I have to say this first. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Anybody know the story how they told you what was going to happen in Romeo and Juliet before they told the story of Romeo and Juliet? This is exactly how I'm going to do this story. I'm going to tell you everything before I get into the story. You see, these officials, these elected officials, they have betrayed their own country, our country, the great United States of America, or what was a great nation. The betrayal started a long time ago. And they were in office when it started happening. They were the ones who started it and they stayed in it. And now the time is right for them to reap everything that they've sowed. And before it all goes down, they want to be out of office. They want to be out of everything to say it wasn't us, yet it was them. And they want other people to step in who have no clue on what's really going on, but yet it was them. So when the everything, when the and when everything goes down, you will understand and see because this stuff will be the lie that you might think that it is the people who are now in there, but yet they just got in. It was the ones before them who set this up, but yet they are not there. Do not make this a mistake. The ones who have left still have their imprint and hand on the new ones who are stepping in. Do not fool yourself. Just because they stepped out doesn't mean that they are not in. The betrayal has begun. Everyone's talking about it's a new reset. They're resetting everything. No, it's not a reset. It is a betrayal. They have betrayed everyone. Every person. Everything in this country for their own gain. Yes, treason it is. For themselves, they have been compromised from the very beginning. And now they want out. Before they show their true faces. Before everyone truly finds out what is going on. So, betrayal is what it is. That is what we're dealing with. And that is the eerie feeling that everyone is getting. How do I know? 
Has anybody out there heard, seen, read anything about all of the naval vessels that has been, and I've told you this, go back and read it, go back and hear it from previous episodes. I told everybody this. They started up in Alaska. They are, I said it was 100 miles off the coast of Alaska, Russia, and China getting together. It's not illegal because you just got to be 22 miles, more than 22 miles away from an enemy's coast for international law, for it not to be a declaration of war. So just off of the coast of Alaska, that's it's 100. But yet off the coast of Hawaii, it's 24. They are 24 miles off the coast, two miles away from a declaration of war from international rule, only two miles away. I said there are some off the East Coast, and they are. They're all the way up from New York, going all the way down to the tip of Florida. There are naval vessels, nuclear naval vessels and submarines off of the coast, also off of the coast of California. Yes, the United States is being surrounded by nuclear naval vessels, submarines, and others. When will they tell you when it's too late? Yes, that's when they will tell you when it's too late. That's when it will happen. And they're going to say it was a sneak attack, but yet they are preparing themselves. The enemy is preparing themselves to attack this nation right now. They're getting everything together to attack this nation. And yet no one in government is really truly saying anything about it. Why? Because of betrayal. Treason on the highest. This type of treason is death by hanging. That is what these government officials, and yes, I'm going to say it. That is what these government officials are risking. Because they think that there's a different way. This is not a reset. They want to do away with the United States. Not a reset. But the do away of everything and everyone in this country. They want to flood this country with foreign illegal aliens of what people would say. And flood them. They want to get people to look in other spots, in other places. Talking about UFOs and talking about other things. Talking. They want you to see this stuff. See it in the skies. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying it's real. But what I am saying is they want to distract you from what it truly is going on in this country. The crumble of the dollar and this nation. All at the same time. Get rid of it. They say get rid of it. That is what's going on. So now let me bring you into the story of betrayal at its finest. The story of betrayal. It was a night like any other. Almost, I should say, like any other. A group of friends coming together in the middle of the night to just be with each other. To communicate with each other. To have communion with each other. These group of friends. All with the same mind, all with the same heart, all with the same ideology, all but one. You see, this one, 
this one, yes, this one, already from the very beginning of their friendship, from the very get-go of their friendship, had it in their mind, not just in their mind, but more importantly, in their heart, in their entire being, that they were up to something that none of them would have thought. From the very beginning, this one was called a devil. This one from the very beginning was a devil. And this devil himself wanted to be in charge of the most precious thing that we on earth have put ahead of everything else. Yes, this one, this one wanted to be in charge of that one thing. And they were granted what they wanted. They wanted to be in charge of the finances of the entire group that this group made into a business. Yes, this business. This one was in charge of the finances. You see, there's a parallel when they say that money is the root of all evil, but yet if you look even deeper, the evil is already there before the root even comes out of the seed. The evil was already set forth and put into the ground. The soil of this seed was already bad. This one, yes, this one was bad from the root was bad from the shelling of the seed, was bad from the soil. This one, yes, this one, was the devil himself. And so this one was given the opportunity of a lifetime, an opportunity it could not say no to. It tried, and it tried. At times it tried. But yet, when it showed itself, it showed its face in everything it did, it showed that the money was more important than the others. It showed that the finances was more important than anything else. Yes, this one had proved himself to be evil to the core. From the very beginning, this one was evil to the core. And you see this group now coming together at night. In the nighttime when it's quiet, in the nighttime when most are laying down and their eyes are shut, this group with this one, this devil, this group comes together to speak and have a coming together to become one. But yet there was one who did not want to come together, truly, in this sense. So this group, in the middle of the night, had a banquet set up for all of them. They all played their part. They all sat in the right spot. And the head of this group was going to be there with them. And the head of the group knew what was going on with the one. But the time to expose that one was not yet. It was not yet to come. So they have a banquet. They have a feast, a feast to remember. And they all came together 
thinking, all of them thinking they were one, but yet there were two. That two, one being the head and the other one being the devil, knew, they both knew what was really going on. And then the banquet, the feast, the good time started to come to an end. And the head of the group of this business sat everyone down at the table and said, it is time to get to business. I'm glad everyone has, is full. I'm glad everyone's having a great time. But now it's time for us to get down to the gritty, to the business. So we can all see the numbers. We need to see what these numbers, what the books say. Because if the business is not going in the right direction, we will all fall. And I need to know from all of you, you all have your own different departments. What do your numbers say? What is going to happen in your departments? You see, everyone was ready. Because they knew it wasn't the first time they got together. And when they all get together and the head of the entire company is there, of the entire group is there, they all have a great time. And then they all come to a sit-down moment, a sit-down point, and they got to talk business. So, yes, they all knew what was coming. So, they all were prepared. They were all ready for this moment. But yet. There was something that was going to be said that none of them was truly ready for, not even for the one. And so one by one, each person tells the leader of the group, the head of the group, their numbers. They tell the head of the group where everything is, where everything is at and where everything will be going. and. Little to their surprise, and yes, it's little to their surprise, the lead, the head of the group already knew their numbers before they even said a word. He already knew it. He already knew where they were lacking. He already knew where they were strong. He already knew every ounce of everything they did, everything. He already knew. But still, one by one. They presented their numbers. One by one, they presented where they were going to be. One by one, they presented their goals. And then all of a sudden, it comes to the finance department. Where are the numbers? And the finance department head decides to finagle his way. He decides to give small excuses here and there why certain numbers aren't truly matching up. And the entire group now is wondering to themselves what is going on with the finances. Things aren't adding up. Things are not what it should be. And it comes down to one simple thing, one simple question. What have you been doing with the finances of the company? What have you been doing with the finances of this company? That is what 
the head has said, has asked. And the financial chief says, I have been doing what you've been wanting me to do. I've been making sure everything is safe, put away. All the numbers have been matching up. Everything is good. Nothing is out of place. While the financial chief has been talking and letting everybody know that everything is great, the head of the group pulls out a folder and stops the financial chief in his tracks and says to everyone, one of you in this group is a thief. One of you in this group has been stealing, not just from me, but has been stealing from the entire company, from the entire group. One of you has betrayed us all and has betrayed me after I put you in this position. Treason to the highest, he says. And everyone looks around and they all start whispering to themselves. It's not me. It's not me. I just gave you my numbers. It all matches up. You know this. You've seen it. You've came to my department. It's not me. Some even said, is it me? I know it couldn't be me. Did I mess up a number over here? I, 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 I make mistakes, boss. I make mistakes. If it's me, just tell me. I'll fix it. I make mistakes. I'm just human. But I will, I will fix it if it's me. But then there's the one, arrogant, cocky, condescending, thinking he can lie his way out, looks at the head and asks, does it even really ask, actually? Says, boss, it's not me. I keep the numbers right. That's why I'm the financial chief, right? With a smirk. And little does he know that while he says that to the boss, he puts his hand on that folder and looks at the boss right in the eye while he says that. And then the boss says, the one who has their hand on the folder with me is the thief, is the one who has betrayed this entire company, this entire business. They are the ones who have betrayed me then everybody looks and sees the one now let's stop right there in the story because now we have to backtrack just a little bit because through everything this one person when they wanted to show their face they tried to show it thinking that they could finagle their way out of certain things like there was a time when there was a, a get-together, per se. And this get-together was a time to help the needy and help the poor. And one of the people who was at this get-together was a lady. And this lady decided to give to the boss, the head of the boss, some money, some good gifts. This lady, she, was, she, she had her own business, per se. We can just say it that way. And she decided to give some of this to the boss. And the financial chief came out and said, whoa, oh, whoa, stop right there. This money, these gifts 
should have went to the poor, should have gone to the needy. That's why we're here, not to give gifts to the boss, but to show the world that we will donate. You should have given that to the needy. But you see, at that moment in time, the boss already knew that the financial chief was in charge of the donations. And this financial chief was stealing from the donations, was stealing from that spot, was a devil from the beginning. Now let's fast forward back to where we were in this story. So this man, the financial chief, gets up, takes his hand off of the folder and said, this can't be true. I know you're not trying to tell me. I know you're not trying to say that I'm the one who's going to betray and, and, and still, and I'm a thief. That is not, that's not true. I've given you my numbers. He says, I've given you everything. I showed you my receipts. I've been doing this quarterly like you've been asked. I've been doing everything like you've been saying, like you've been asking, but yet now you want to come down on me saying that I am doing all of this stuff when I'm not doing it. Yes, this one was a liar. But he held on to his lie because of his pride. His pride was the thing he was truly holding on. And so the business side ended and this one decides he's going to storm off. He's mad. He's angry. He has been told. He has been accused of being a thief, of being a liar of being someone who has betrayed everyone, including the one person who put him in his spot. He has betrayed that person, that person's trust. That's what he has been accused of. And he was angry, even though it was all true. But he still has to put on a show because his pride would not let him tell, tell the truth. And so in his anger, he storms. He storms out and goes to this company, this other company, who had basically the same type of business, a rival company of the business he was in. And he goes to that head of that company and says, look, y'all been trying to talk to me from day one. And I've been telling y'all to just get away from me somewhat and I have nothing to give you but yet I've been letting you say things to me just to appease your tongue to appease you I've been giving you somewhat of an ear and he's rolling his eyes at this time but yet in his mind he is saying this one thing I am angry because I was accused of the truth so these guys who are having their own meeting at the same time are saying to themselves why are you here? And then the head of that company stands up and actually says it, stops him in his tracks and says, why are you here? We want to know. And he tells them for a simple fee, I will turn over our books, our financial books to you so that you can see that our business leader is corrupt. Let's pause this story right there. You see, this man who was put in charge of all the finances was doing everything he could for this moment in time. He was setting up numbers and setting them up 
in a way to make the head of the group that he was working for look like he was the corrupted one. That's exactly what he was doing. And in that meantime, as he was making these numbers, he was also stealing from the company, but making it seem like it was the head of the group. So this man turns over these documents, these papers, these books to another company and says, basically, you do what you want with this, but I still want my fee. And so they pay him. They give him a fee. Here you go. Here's the money. We will, you know, wire it to you. And they do. We're going to wire it to you right now as we speak. Pull out your phone, sir. And you will see within the hour that you will have that money. And he says, no, no, no. I want it not within the hour. I want it now. And so the leader of this rival company says, okay, you want the money now. We will give it to you right now. So the rival company head goes and tells one of the guards, go to the vault, pull out some cash. The cash, how much did we say we will give you? 30, what? 30 million? We will give you $30 million. Pull out $30 million. $30 million. Put it in a briefcase, whatever. Couple of bags. Bring it down. This is going to have to come out of our donation. Our donation where we help the poor. But, you know, you're used to that, right? He's like, whatever, just give me my money. And so they hand him over the cash. Here's the duffel bags. They throw it at him, basically. And he's struggling to pick it all up. He's going to take it back to his vehicle, throw it inside the trunk, and get up out of there. And then they say, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not done. And he goes, I gave you the documents. He told them, I gave you everything you wanted. And they said, no, no. Because we have this here, we're going to go ahead and call the cops. And we're going to get this man arrested right now. You got to be there because you are the witness. You are our number one witness. You have to be there because we got to know who the right man is because this guy's very elusive. He gets out of everything that we try to nail him on. So you have to be there. He says, all right. However, you have to understand one thing. I can't, we can't just go up in there into his office, guns blazing. They said, you know, don't worry about what we do. Just show us the guy. And he tells them this exact thing. He's going to be heavily guarded for the most part. But I do know a time where I can walk into his office because I know he's going to be there. He's going to have some of his associates beside him, around him. And the one that I walk up to and greet like he is my brother, that is the one y'all have to take the second I stopped greeting him because he will get away. And they said, all right, let's do this now, right now. So a little while later, they make it to the building, they make it to the business, and they make it to his office. And just as he said, he had a few guards and associates. All these guards were also his associates. These were the ones at the table with him not that long ago. And with this, he opens up the door of his office and the head turns around and looks at him, smiles and says, 
I am ready for you. And this one goes up to him and greets him like that is his brother. And he loved him so, so much. The head smiles and says, you betrayed me. And as you betray me, you greet me like I am your brother. The one backs up and the cops roll in their guns blazing. One of his guards decides to shoot one of the cops that came in there. And the head says, no, we do not do things like this. The head gets the wound of the injured cop and secures him and heals him, basically, and leaves with the officers. That's the stopping point right now. Why am I going to stop the story right there? Because this story of betrayal is massive. And just like this nation, it's going to get very bad. Very bad. These people that we have appointed to do the right thing, to make sure that this nation stays together, we are asking, and they know it, we are saying, let us see the books what's going on and they are leaving angrily some of them not even showing it some of them are they are getting out of dodge to let the enemy know the rival company know now is the time now is the time to take this nation out but we have to understand one thing we have to understand this one thing and this one thing we have to understand is that we as a nation cannot turn in to the ones who will be coming in. We cannot turn in to the ones who betrayed us. Because they are doing everything they can right now. They are doing everything they can to turn us into what they want us to be. And it's very simple. Violent racist bigots who do not care for anybody else but ourselves. People of low, if any type, but very low and more of no type of morality. That is what they want us to look like when it all goes down. So that way we are fighting amongst ourselves, crumbling from within. And then they're going to come in guns blazing, saying, this was all too easy. Let's not become that. Again, let's not become that. Because the betrayal of this nation has begun. I am your host, Alvis Samuel. And we're going to keep this going because this story is not over. And I'm going to let everybody know, not just in this story, But even at the end, again, I'm going to tell everybody where we are heading, where where this is going to end up, depending on how we act as a nation. I'm going to give you both roads and we're only going to be able to take one, but I'm going to give you both roads on where we will end up at, depending on which road we take. So keep listening, keep sharing and go to the website, read, read the blogs. There's some good insight, hidden insight, that if you're reading and understanding, you will pick up. So again, thank you to everybody. I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and this is The Island Podcast.